Welcome to the Sea Change Show, where leaders are changing business culture for good. I'm your host, Mara Barclay. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for finding us. And you did not find us by accident. Please take a moment to hit that plus sign, hit subscribe. Seriously, I am always amazed at the caliber of people who say yes to this show. I mean, it's incredible. You're not going to want to miss a single episode. And if you are a frequent flyer, thank you so much for coming back week after week and sharing us with your friends. It is because of you that this podcast has now been ranked in the top 5% of business podcasts worldwide. And I thank you for that. This is a highlight episode from Brad Johnson, PhD. And he was the professor of psychology at the Naval Academy, the US Naval Academy. And he's faculty at Johns Hopkins. He's written a couple of books with his co-author, David Smith. And the books are Good Guys, How Men Can Become Better Allies for Women in the Workplace. And I think his first book was Athena Rising, How and Why Men Should Mentor Women. And this man, the work that he's doing to bring equity into the workplace is truly remarkable. If you didn't listen to that episode, especially if you're a man who might struggle with wanting to be an ally, but afraid you're going to step in it, right? Because <laughs> nobody wants to step in it. He gave such fantastic insight, such wonderful advice about a path that is fraught with success. And there's so many things that he mentioned that I wanted to talk about that I'm not sure how I'm going to highlight um, all of the things that he said. I, I think the most important one here is the actionable steps, though. You know, when I, I used the example of when I was working as a military contractor and most of the men just didn't really know how to talk with me. They, like they didn't, they just kind of kept their distance. And I was like, hey, what's why? Why? <laughs> and finally, one of the men shared with me uh, because he has daughters and a wife. I think he has three daughters and they were very fierce women too. Um, so he knew how to work with women who are leaders and and strong. So he said, yeah, they, the men just don't, they haven't been trained on how to work with women. And that never dawned on me that they just don't really, that's that they, they're afraid that they're going to make a mistake or that, they, you know, they believe some, actually I'll get back to the false narrative piece, but they, they, they are afraid that it's going to be so weird and different and, and they're going to step in it and, and they're, they have anxiety over it. So they just keep their distance. And he brought, uh, Brad brought up this phenomena. I didn't realize how much anxiety men have with working with women if they've never worked with a lot of women, especially in a particular role like leadership. And the thing that he suggested, number one is exposure therapy. As a clinical psychologist, this is a completely apropos. Exposure therapy just means very gentle, easy, secure, low risk, low, low stakes interactions in public places where the boundaries are very clear and like you, you take someone, there's a, a female colleague that you really believe in. And um, by the way, go back and, and listen to that episode because he makes this perfect recommendation about a way to 
just broach the subject of uh, supporting, being supportive. And you don't come out and say, hey, I'd like to mentor you because that might be, there's no context for it. So this exposure therapy creates context for a well-boundaried, completely uh, productive professional relationship whereby you can actually come together, bring your unique skill set, experiences, and talent together. And that's what makes tremendous decision-making and a smart strategic business uh, direction is men and women together. And in order to leverage all the talent in the room, number one, you got to be able to invite new people. And if you're afraid of a particular kind of person, I believe it's called gynophobia is the fear of women. It's going to interfere with your ability to take the business to the next level to innovate. So this exposure therapy helps quell some of the anxiety that men feel that they can't work with women because they're going to do something that's going to get them in trouble. And when you do something, when you, uh, I think he calls this an ask for an ask as well. When you do something as what I call low calorie, as just having a meeting in a public place, just to get to know somebody for the purposes of supporting them in the workplace and learning more about their goals I mean, this is what mentorship is. And it's completely possible to be equivalents as people, even if the man is in a position of power. I mean, there's that professional dynamic. But if you think of it in terms of experience versus value, and let me be clear about that. So it's a level playing field, a person talking to a person, because people are just who they are. But when you're talking about climbing the ladder, so to speak, professionally, then whoever has the most experience, and typically that's the person with the most power and influence, suddenly that's the thing that changes the level footing. It doesn't make that person more valuable. It doesn't make that person more important. It just changes the dynamic in the landscape because they have the opportunity to open doors, influence, et cetera. So if you can think about leadership in those terms, it really changes the dynamic. You're not more valuable than me. You are just in a different position and you have the, the power, you have the ability in that position because of your experience to sponsor me or mentor me to open doors for somebody who you, you know, someone like me, who's, who's got talent. So it's not about personal value. It is about experience and access. So I wanted to offer that up in addition to the exposure therapy about taking some of the pressure off people in positions of power that doesn't make you more valuable. It just makes you have a greater influence. Uh, so that was a piece of what really impressed me about uh, Brad Johnson's episode was this exposure therapy and helping men, giving them tools that are really doable to not only conquer their anxiety, but to interrupt 
bad behaviors or I wouldn't necessarily call them bad behaviors, but uh, destructive behaviors like uh, sexist jokes, racist jokes. The people who do that know that they're wrong. They know that it's creating toxicity in their culture. They know it. And they also don't want to do anything about it because it's easy. It's just, it's really about easy. So they want to make sure everybody else is on board and that they're not going to be challenged. And so they do it out in the open with people that they know they can get away with it. And the moment they are disrupted, it changes everything. In some ways, it's similar not a direct equivalent, obviously, but it's similar to the bully that likes to push you up against the lockers and steal your lunch money. And the moment you push back and the bully realizes it's going to be work, then they stop doing it. And I don't want anyone to feel like they don't belong, including people who are making everybody else uncomfortable. Not everybody is going, those people may not be willing to do the work and make the changes needed to work in the 21st century. They might just need to retire and that's okay. But for those who just need some pushback and, and need to be held to account, like, hey, that's not what we do here anymore. Or uh, this needs to be, and that can happen in the moment or in private. Uh, that's a conversation that definitely needs to happen. So if you are listening to this show and you are one of the people who knows that a conversation like that, a pattern interrupt like that needs to happen, whether you're male or female. What he, what uh, Brad Johnson recommends is a carefrontation. I love this word, carefrontation. I describe it in, in my vernacular as a, a direct, compassionate conversation where there's no blame, there's no shame, there's no judgment of the person. But there is discernment of the behavior. And I think that's a very important distinction to make. We're not judging the person. We're not judging their character. We are discerning the behavior. And it is not productive. It is counterproductive. In fact, it's destructive. And it's a risk. It's a liability in any company. <laughs> now, that, now that I've got my feet firmly planted in HR, that behavior is a massive liability. And any company that has people in it that are speaking that way, that have those beliefs and are, are touting them at work, those people are going to open you up for big problems. So the bad behavior needs to be addressed immediately. That is the main point I wanted to make with this highlight, the carefrontation. And this goes not just for interrupting the pattern of misogynist or racist behavior. This goes for everything, everywhere, all the time. All of us have the opportunity to be active bystanders and active allies in every situation all the time. And Brad talked about bystander paralysis. And at the three second mark, after you've seen something and you know how you know you see something and you recognize, oh crap, this bad behavior just turned me into a bystander. I didn't want it, but here I am and you freeze and your eyes get big and a little voice in your head says, did I just see that? Did that really just happen? There's a moment of surrealness. It gets really uncomfortable. You get that feeling in your body like, oh no, oh no, oh no. That just, it's happening. It happened. It happened in front of me. 
You get that paralysis. Everything I just said happens instantaneously. It feels like you've been standing there for about an hour, but all of that just happened in a fraction of a second. It's called tachypsychia. Everything slows down. If you're experiencing tachypsychia, when the, when the world seems to slow to a dreamlike crawl, guess what? You're in it. You are in it, whether or not you want to be. And then you get to decide who you are. Are you a courageous person? Are you someone who has the courage to stand up and say, and not every situation is going to be uh, warrant and immediate in the moment pattern interrupt. Some of them might require, I mean, if your personal safety is at risk and you back away slowly, call 911, whatever you got to do. But in, but in a workplace, you might need to confront, care, have a care frontation, care front someone uh, in a closed door meeting and just let them know, hey, I care about you. I don't think you meant to hurt anybody's feelings, but uh, here's here's how that's, here's your, here's how it's perceived. I, I know your intention is is innocent, but here's how it's perceived, and that's one way to do it. But more than more than that, recognize when the moment is needed. According to Brad, clinical psychologist, you need to say something in two seconds. If you wait till that third second mark, it's going to be very difficult. So if you work with someone who has a history of saying these types of things, prepare yourself, have a couple of pattern interrupt sentences, language that you feel comfortable with, ready to go. If you know it needs to happen in front of people and be ready to deploy those statements and be ready to commit to yourself. It needs to be done immediately within two seconds. And that will solve the bystander paralysis three-second dynamic. All right. Those are my highlight picks from the episode with Brad Johnson. And I highly recommend you go back and watch it. The air date for Brad Johnson's interview, it's episode 68 on September 7th. That's the original air date last week. And holy cow, go listen to that again. He is brilliant. I'm so lucky to have had him on my show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please take a moment. Please take the two minutes or the 90 seconds, whatever it takes you to rate and review this show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my listeners who are looking for ratings to get a grip on what this show is about. I would really appreciate it if you would show your appreciation for the show. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Sea Change Show. We sure appreciate you stopping by and taking your very valuable time to visit with us. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Who knows what's going to happen? I never do. It's always up in the air. And if you would like to be a guest, if you have something to offer, I would love to talk to you. Please email me at cultureworks at morabarclay.com. And that's M-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. I would love to talk with you. And if you have someone who you think would be a good fit for this show, please reach out to me and connect me. I want to keep celebrating and amplifying as many of these voices as possible. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.